Hello guys, hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Sports Wit Jesus. Sports, we talk about sports. Wit, it gets witty. Jesus is my middle name. My first name is Marcos, and my last name is Ayala. Please don't steal my government. Jesus is also the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Cristo, Jesus Christ, man. Let's go. Let's go, guys, and welcome back. To another episode, episode number 23. I wish we could have done something special for episode 23, but basketball season hasn't started, so you know, you can't really do that much, not not too many crazy stuff. But you know, it's it is what it is, man. I wasn't even planning on putting on an episode today, but something told me, yo, Marcos, you gotta cover October baseball, baby. You gotta cover October baseball. So, you know, we didn't even plan for this, man. This is straight from the dome. And uh, we're just going to go over game one today. Today was the beginning of the ALD of the of the division series. We got the Rangers and the Orioles facing off in the ALDS. You got the Minnesota Twins and the Houston Astros facing off in the ALDS. And in the NLDS, you got the Phillies and the Braves. And you got the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, man. So what I was just thinking of doing this episode is just watching the highlights live and you guys are going to get my immediate reaction or we're just going to react to, you know, the the highlights of the game. You know, you're not going to be able to hear them cuz I don't think I I'm able to be to play the audio from the TV, but I'm just going to, you know, or I don't know if it's legal for me to, you know, play some audio from a YouTube video or a video that's not mine. So, you know, we're not even going to get into that. I'm just going to watch it and uh, you know, I'm just going to talk as I'm watching it either way. And, um, you know, that's uh, that's how the episode is going to go. We're going to watch the highlights one by one. Talk about the stat sheet, my reactions, my analysis. And then we'll talk about that Bible dog, man. So uh, let's get right into it, baby. Thank you guys for, you know, tuning in to episode 23, man. Let's get it. So here we go, guys. I'm just going to play the video. No wasting time. You know, this is my first time ever doing an episode with no script at all. We're just totally going to free ball it, man. And uh, it feels good, man. We're putting out some content. And um, let's get it, man. Here we go. So we're watching the first video right now of the Braves. I mean, the Orioles versus the Texans Rangers. Uh, they had the tarps pulled off waiting for the rain. It was raining earlier today. It was a little nasty. So we're going to zoom off to the top of the fourth, and we got Evan Carter here with man on second, top of the fourth, and he hits a double. He hits a double to start off the scoring, and this guy is only 21. He's only 21 years old, and he had a huge RBI double to start off the game and uh, not to, to, to put the Rangers on the board in the top of the fourth. And then Jonah Heim comes right behind him, and hits an RBI single. Orioles looking to respond. Man on first, bottom second, one out. Man on first. Ryan Mountcastle up. He hits a ball to the left corner. Orioles on the board. It is two to one. Rangers up. Top six. We got Webb here in a big spot against Josh Jung. Fastball. Gone. Gone. Wow. Dead center, Josh Jung, his first career postseason home run, giving the Texas Rangers a 3-1 lead. Anthony Santander, bottom six. He's having a good season. One for one. He scored a run earlier, and he hits a bomb to right field to cut the deficit to one huge, huge home run. Bottom eighth, Chapman on the mound. Uh-oh. Chapman walks the first batter. No outs. Pass ball. Man on second. No outs. Bottom eighth. We got Rutschman up. Rutschman gets walked. No outs. Man on first and second. Back-to-back -back walks from Chapman. We got Santander up. Oh, my God, and he grounds into a 
double play. Wow. Wow, that's huge right there. Huge. Huge double play forced by Chapman. Man on third. Two outs. And he strikes out Mount Castle with 101 fastball elevated. Wow, what a way, what a way for Chapman to bounce back and you know induce the double play and strike out Mount Castle to preserve the lead. Bottom of the ninth, Henderson leading off. He hits a single to get up. He gets a leadoff single. So this is back-to-back innings for the Orioles that they get the leadoff man on. And Gunnar Henderson steals second, and he gets pegged. He gets pegged. He gets shot at second. Oh, my God, in the ninth inning. And then Aaron Hicks strikes out. What is Aaron Hicks doing starting this game? That's what I want to know. What is Aaron Hicks doing starting this game? Frazier grounds out. Rangers steal the first game from the Baltimore Orioles on the road. And Jonah Heim, with the biggest defensive play of the of the game, throwing out Gunnar Henderson, attempting a steal second. And when you see that steal to second, he did a swim move. He did a swim move, trying to steal second. He did a swim move. So what a swim move is when you 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 uh you you dive you dive you slide head first, and you put your left arm out, and then when the tag is coming, you lift that you lift that left arm, and it's like a swim motion. You do like a swim motion. You bring it up, and you try to you know miss the tag. And then you just go back with uh with with uh with the hand again. We don't you don't go back with the same hand. You switch hands. You know you do like a swim move. Like you you're diving head first, right? You're sliding in head first. You pick the left hand up, and then you come around with the right hand to try to you know weave the tag. Gunnar Henderson, I I don't know. It looks like he did the swim move wrong. And he tried to reach with the same hand that he lifted up. You know, so that just looked like an easy, easy tag. But either way, he was out by a mile. He was out by a mile, and Jonah Heim just, just pegged him. And uh, the Orioles were only able to get five hits in this game. You know, when I'm looking at the stat sheet, I see a lot of 0 for 3s. I see Rutschman with an 0 for 3. Aaron, I don't know why Aaron Hicks is in the lineup. I just I just want to know what what was going through the manager's head putting Aaron Hicks in the lineup. I don't, I just don't understand that at all. He went 0 for 2 with 2 Ks. Like what do you expect from Aaron Hicks? Gunnar Henderson also went 1 for 4. He got struck out twice. Overall tough game for the Orioles. But the you know the Rangers are hot right now. The Rangers were also, were were able to get eight hits, three runs. But a huge a, a a huge stat that I like to look at is the teams running the team with running and scoring positions. So they had team their the the team with runners in scoring positions. So that means there was somebody on second or third, and you got hitters batting up. The team went zero for four. 0 for 4 with men in running running with men in scoring position. Sorry guys, I'm a little baffled. So, you know, you're not going to win games like that if you're going 0 for 4 with men in scoring position. And also they left 5 men on base. They left 5 men on base. Bottom 8th, they get the first 2 men on. They ground into a double play. You would like to see a bunt there. You would like to see a bunt. You know, I wasn't watching the game, so I don't I, I'm not sure if uh if they tried to, you know, lay down the bunt. But, um, you know, man on first and second, no outs, bottom of the eighth. You got to lay that bunt down, man. You got to. You got to lay that bunt down, man. And if you're going to ground into a double play for that, just strike out. Just strike out if you're going to ground into a double play. So huge double play induced by Chapman in the eighth. 
after leading after walking the first two guys, he was able to bounce back. Texas Rangers steal game one in Baltimore, three to two. Game two tomorrow, crucial game two, and they got Jordan Montgomery on the mound, who's hot as hell right now. Ooh man, this is looking tough for the Orioles, man. Looking tough. So we're going on to game two. Game two was the Twins versus the Astros. Here we go. Twins versus the Astros, baby. And Jose Altuve, the first pitch of the game, hits a bomb to lead off the game. Not the first pitch of the game, but the first pitch he sees. He's got eight career postseason home runs in the first inning, and that's the most in MLB history. Bottom third, you got Jordan Alvarez, the player of the month for September, man on first. Bam! What bam Two-run bomb from Jordan Alvarez, man. Man, is he hot. He's hot right now. Hotty hotter. It's nobody. Yo, Jordan is a beast, yo. Bottom fifth, Jose Abreu. Ooh! Jose Abreu dumps one in left field. I thought that was gone for a second. He dumps one in left field for an RBI single. Jose Abreu, four to zero. Astros are up in the top in the bottom fifth. Chas McCormick comes up. He also gets an RBI single. Houston is up five zero. Bottom fifth. No runs for the Twins so far. Top six comes up. Verlander starting. He's got 78 pitches in the sixth inning. And he's uh he has not allowed a run so far. He hasn't allowed a run. So uh top six and he's dealing. Strikes out Carlos Correa looking. Strikes out Carlos Correa looking in the top six. Easy money. Top 7th, Twins without a hit with runners in scoring position, 0 for 5. You got Jorge Polanco up, man on first and second, two outs. Top 7th, and he hits a drive. Right field, gone. Three-run homer for Jorge Polanco. Twins down, 5-3. to three. They needed that. Needed that. Jorge Polanco's a stud switch hitter. Could play, you know, mostly every... And Royce Lewis, back-to-back. Royce Lewis, man. This guy, former number one overall draft pick, dealing with injuries most of his career. First full year in the big leagues, and he's the best hitter on the Minnesota Twins right now. He's the hottest hitter. He's got three home runs already in the postseason. And he hits one against... uh, Against Hector Neris. Jordan coming back. Bottom seven. Boom. Jordan with a drive to right field. His second home run of the day. His second homer of the game. Six to four. Jordan with the insurance run. Six to four. Jordan Alvarez. Top ninth. We got Ryan Presley. The closer for the Houston Astros, 2-2, strikes out Royce uh, Royce Lewis for the game. Astros win it 6-4, man. Verlander, six innings pitch, four hits, zero earned runs, six Ks. Jordan Alvarez, two for three, two home runs, three RBIs. Huge game for Jordan. Royce Lewis, this guy is just literally carrying... The Twins offense right now. He's he's he had all the runs batted in in game one of the wild card. And he hits a bomb this game. Jorge Polanco hits a hits a two run hits a three run bomb. But it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough for the defending champs. 
the defending champs, yo, these guys just know how to win. You know, like Altuve, if you didn't know, he's just like a different monster when it comes to the playoffs. Like, look at look at his career postseason numbers. He's got 270. He's batting 271. He's got 24 homers. 24 homers. That'll put you number two in postseason home runs of all time. Number one, Manny Ramirez. He's got 29. But Jose Altuve, we're talking about a guy who got cut for a tryout. And the coach told him, yo, don't show up tomorrow. And what do you think he does? He shows up tomorrow. He shows up tomorrow. He's like, F the coach. I ain't gang cut. I make the cuts. <laughs> so this guy, he's 5'6", yo. He's 5'6", and he's got 24 home runs, 50 RBIs. He's got an OPS of 848 in, the career, in his career in the postseason. So he just turns it on a different level. Jordan is still hot, still hot. You know, perfect time to get hot in September, man. You get you win player of the month. You got great momentum going into the postseason. And the Astros win game one of the ALDS against the Minnesota Twins. I think the Astros are going to win this in straight games. Easy money for the, for the Astros, man. I'm telling you guys, the Astros are like a dynasty. A dynasty, I tell you. A dynasty, man. We are witnessing a dynasty in baseball, guys. We are witnessing a dynasty. And, you know, the Astros, they just know how to win. They just know how to win. You know? You get upset at these guys for the cheating scandal. I get it. You know, everyone's pissed. Who who knows how long they, stu- how long they were doing it for. The punishment was nothing. But these guys still continue to win. They still continue to win. And it's just crazy. Crazy these guys have just made it. They just made it to the to the to the World Series every year except for the COVID year. The COVID year when the when the Rays made it. But they've made it every single year. And they won it last year. And they half-assed this whole season. They half-assed this whole season. And they still clinched the division. On to the National League. We got the Phillies versus the Braves. Here we go. Watching the highlights. Phillies versus, versus the Braves. Ronald Acuna coming out. Definitely the MVP. Top fourth. We got Bryson Stott. Oh, man on first. Pickoff attempt to try to get Bryce Harper. And Spencer Strider throws it over the first baseman's head. Man on second. Bryson Stott, top fourth, RBI single. Bryce Harper scores from second. Wow. Huge hit from Bryson Stott. As he hit a grand slam in game two of the wild card. So he's swinging a hot bat right now. Ranger Suarez shutting down. Shutting down. That. Shutting down. So whatever. We'll talk about. We'll get to Ranger Suarez later. But Braves. In the top of the fourth. You question the move. To take out Ranger Suarez in the bottom of the fourth. Man on first and second. Jeff Hoffman in. He gives in a walk. And then he strikes out the next guy. So huge opportunity for the Braves and they can't capitalize. Man on first and second. Man on first and third. You got Ronald Acuna at the plate. And he's watching a ball for strike three. But like I said, you know, you got this stacked lineup. You got this stacked lineup. And then you got Austin Riley right behind him. Man on first and third. Two outs. He strikes him out. Sir Anthony Dominguez with a huge inning. Top six. Slider from Spencer Strider. Gone. Bryce Harper with a 
with a solo homer against Spencer Strider. Same spot, same pitching location as the bomb he hit from against Spencer Strider last year. Can you believe that? Same location, same stadium. And it's two to zero. Phillies. Two to zero Phillies as Spencer Strider's getting no type of run support. No type of nothing. Bases loaded. Bases loaded, top of the eighth. A catcher's interference call is called. On G on Sean Murphy, and I'm looking at the replay right now, and that's a really controversial call. Controversial call. Either way, it's still one run. Man on first and third, one out. Ozzy Albis up. Trey Turner makes a diving play to force the double play, inning over. Still no runs. By the Atlanta Braves. You talk about the highest scoring offense in the league the whole season. Haven't been shut out this whole season. And they get shut out at home in game one of the NLDS to the Philadelphia Phillies. The Philadelphia Phillies win the game 3-0. Bryce Harper 2-for-2 with a homer. Bryson Stott 2-for-3 with an RBI. Ranger Suarez... Through 3.2 innings. He got 4Ks. He allowed one hit. And one base on ball. Jeff Hoffman gets the win. Sir Anthony Dominguez. Gets three strikeouts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven pitchers used in total by the Philadelphia Phillies. And they hold the Atlanta Braves scoreless scoreless hold up wait what Atlanta Braves the highest scoring offense in the league the team with the highest batting average the team with the highest runs the team with the most at bats the team with the highest OPS they got shut out in game one oh let's hear it again Ronald Acuna, 0 for 3. Austin Riley, 1 for 4, 2 strikeouts. Marcelo Zuna, 0 for 3. Michael Harris, 0 for 3, 2 strikeouts. Sean Murphy, 0 for 3. You gotta be kidding me right now. The team with runners in scoring position, 0 for 5. How many runners they left on base? Seven. Seven men left on base. And the Atlanta Braves can't even touch the Phillies. Can't even touch the Phillies, man. Disappointing. I mean, even I'm not even a Braves fan, but, like, it's, I don't know, man. How do you do that? You're not, how you can't score a run? How you cannot manufacture a run? You're literally the highest scoring offense. You got stacked names from top to bottom. There are no gaps. No gaps in this in in this lineup at all. Um, I don't know why Kevin Pillar started. Like, are you kidding me? Why isn't Eddie Rosario out there? What what is up with these guys? Why is Kevin Pillar starting the game over Eddie Rosario? Why? Oh, I don't. I, I just don't understand. He's batting three twelve in the postseason, and you're starting Kevin Pillar over this guy. Kevin Pillar. Got to be kidding me. I don't know, man. But if the Braves get upset by the Phillies again. Somebody's got to get fired. Somebody's got to get fired. I don't care how many games. This is two years back-to-back in a row that you're getting beat by the same team. Two years back-to-back that you're getting beat by the same team. After clinching the division and winning 100 games, 
both seasons. Somebody's got to get clipped. Somebody's got to get clipped if the Braves don't bounce back. Because that is just horrible right there. You get shut out in the in game one of the, of the playoffs? You got to be kidding me. Got to be kidding me. I'm talking like I'm, I'm a Braves fan, but it's just, it's, that's just bad. Baddy, bad, bad. Bryce Harper killing, killing them like always. He had a home run against Spencer Strider. The same exact, the same exact location last year. The same spot he hit it. The same stadium, the same pitcher. Same batting stance. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, yeah, man. Philly's got a 1-0 lead over the over the Braves. It's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting. Braves gotta wake up. So on to the last and final game. Diamondbacks versus the Dodgers. See how that goes. Clayton Kershaw getting the start. And Cattell Marte. Oh, James Outman. Wow. Line drive to center field. And it pops out of James Outman's glove. Cattell Marte in second. And then you got Corbin Carroll, rookie of the year, unanimous, driving in Cattell Marte. And the and the Diamondback strike first. The Diamondback strike first. Tommy Pham up. He gets a single. Man on first and second. No out so far. No out so far. Oh. Bomb. I don't even know who this guy's name is. But he hits a bomb. It's not a homer. But it was off the gate. Man on first and second. He drives on him run. Two to zero. Now Gabriel Moreno is back in the lineup after getting cracked in the head. Oh my God. He just took Kershaw deep. Kershaw deep. Gabriel Moreno, who only has seven home runs in the regular season, just takes Kershaw deep for a three run homer. 5 0. Diamondbacks up in the first inning. No outs. No outs. Oh, man. Vintage Kershaw. And then Evan Longoria hits a bomb into the gap. Alec Thomas scores. RBI double. Six to zero. Diamondbacks are up. Top second. Oh my God. Top of the second. Corbin Carroll's second at bat. He is he goes Yaya. He goes Yaya. Seven zero. Diamondbacks. Top second. The rookie going Yaya. Top seventh. Alec Thomas is nine to zero at this point. Alec Thomas works. A 14 pitch at bat, and he hits it off with a bomb. He finishes off with a bomb. Merrill Kelly throwing a gem. Throwing a gem. Top eighth, Tommy Pham, after getting acquired from the Mets in the trade deadline. He goes four for five. He hits a bomb to the opposite field, and it's 11 to 0. Oh, man. 11 to 2. Diamondbacks go crazy. Tommy Pham, 4 for 5. Corbin Carroll, 2 for 5. Merrill Kelly, 6.1 innings pitch, 3 hits, 5 Ks. And that'll give you. The game one win. Game one win. Man, man, oh man. Vintage Kershaw in the playoffs, man. Vintage Kershaw. Let's see. Uh, 
I just want to see his postseason stats. I'm going to read you his postseason stats. So his career in the postseason, he's got 13 wins, 13 losses. He's got a 4.49 ERA. 4.49 ERA. And his whip is 1.11. Whip means walks, hits, allowed, innings pitched. So this saying like he allows at least one hit or one walk per innings pitched. But yeah, vintage Kershaw. Let me read you his line. He goes point one innings. He gives up six hits. He gives up six earned runs. He's got one he gave up one base on ball. And his ERA for this game was 162. <laughs> Yo, guys, the postseason, the playoffs is a different animal, man. This is where people make their names. This is where people solidify themselves. This is why Jordan is always over LeBron. Because of what he does in the playoffs, man. Six for six, man. Six for six. This is why Derek Jeter is one of the best players of all time. My boy got five five rings. Five rings Jeter got. I don't know if it's six, but I'm pretty sure it's five. I'm pretty sure my boy Jeter got five rings. And it's crazy, man. Mookie Betts, 0 for 3. You can't be having that. Freddie Freeman, 0 for 2. With you can't, you can't be having that. Max Muncie, 0 for 4. J.D. Martinez, 0 for 3. These are their hitters that have been carrying them all season long. You cannot have your best hitters going 0 Mookie Betts, 0 for 3. Like I like I said already, man. Like you can't having your you can't be having your best players going for overs. Diamondbacks put up 13 hits, 11 runs. Merrill Kelly throws a gem. He went he went 6.1 innings, three hits, five Ks. Diamondbacks are hot, man. Diamondbacks got a lot of momentum going on, and they're looking really good. They're looking good. Still got the still got the Dodgers to win this. Still got the Dodgers to to win it. But um, you know it was fun, man. It was fun. Hopefully, I get to catch more more of the games. You know, instead of watching the highlights like a loser. But um, <laughs> it's all good, guys. I I hope you guys enjoyed the the reaction to the. To the man, oh man, it's late. It's late at night, man. It's t- I'm recording this at two fifty four in the morning, so uh, you know, mine's a little rusty, but it's it's fun, man. I'm I'm having fun. I hope you guys enjoyed. This is the baseball segment. Uh, we're gonna get into the Bible talk. Uh, I'm definitely pu- I'm gonna put out another episode tomorrow, man. F it, putting out another episode tomorrow after game two of the. Of the ALDS. So uh, expect the episode tomorrow night. Same thing. Probably do the same thing. Maybe I could watch more of the games. So I could talk about it more. But I think it was pretty good. I think this went pretty well. Uh, But yeah guys. That's the baseball segment. Let's get into the. Let's get into the Bible talk baby. Guys, thank you guys for bearing with me. Thank you guys for bearing with me. I'm having really fun right now. I, I think this is going really good. I think this is going really well. And uh, this is fun. This is fun. Uh, so we're going to get into Exodus 9. Uh, we left off at Exodus 8. What was the last thing I said? Pharaoh became stubborn. Pharaoh's always stubborn. So whatever, man. So here we go. Exodus 9, baby. Let's get it. Then the Lord told Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says, Let my people go to worship me. If you continue to hold them and refuse to let them go, then the Lord will use his power against your animals in the field. He will cause all of your horses, donkeys, 
camels and cattle and sheep to get sick with a terrible disease. But the Lord will treat Israel's animals differently from the animals of Egypt. None of the animals that belong to the Israelites will die. The Lord has set the time for this to happen. He said tomorrow the Lord will make this happen in this country. The next morning the Lord did what he said. All the farm animals of the Egyptians died. But none of the animals that belonged to the Israelites died. Pharaoh sent people to see if any of the animals of Israel died. None of them died. But Pharaoh remained stubborn and did not let the people go. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Fill your hands with the ashes from a forest. Sorry, guys. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Fill your hands with the ashes from a furnace. Moses, you throw the ashes into the air in front of Pharaoh. This will become dust that will go throughout the land of Egypt. Whenever the dust touches a person or an animal in Egypt, sores will break out of their skin. So Moses and Aaron took ashes from a furnace and went and stood before Pharaoh. Moses threw the ashes in the air and sores began breaking out on people and animals. The magicians could not stop Moses from doing this because even the magicians had sores. This happened everywhere in Egypt. But the Lord made Pharaoh stubborn so he refused to listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had said. Oh my God, yo. How, how stubborn can this guy be? Like, how much more pain and suffering do you want to cause to your people, man? Just let the people go. But no. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up in the morning and go to Pharaoh. Tell him that the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says, Let my people go to worship me. This time I will use my full power against you, your officials, and your people. Then you will know that there is no God in the world like me. I could use my power and cause a disease that would wipe you and your people off the earth. But I have put you here for a reason. I have put you here so that I could show you my power. Then people all over the world will learn about me. You are not. You are still against my people. You are not letting them go free. So at this time tomorrow I will cause a very bad hailstorm. There has never been a hailstorm like this in Egypt. Not since Egypt became a nation. Now you must put your animals in a safe place. Everything you own that is now in the fields must be put in a safe place. Any person or animal that remains in the fields will be killed. The hail will fall on everything that is not gathered into your house. Some of Pharaoh's officials paid attention to the Lord's message. They quickly put all of their animals and slaves into houses. But other people ignored the Lord's message and lost all their slaves and animals that were in the fields. The Lord told Moses, Raise your hand into the air and the hail will start falling all over Egypt. The hail will fall on all the people, animals, and plants in the fields of Egypt. So Moses raised his walking stick in the air, and the Lord sent hail with thunder and lightning down on earth. The Lord caused hail to fall all over Egypt. The hail was falling, and lightning was flashing all through it. It was the worst hailstorm they had ever. It was the worst hailstorm 
that had ever hit Egypt since it became a nation. The storm destroyed everything in the fields in Egypt. The hail destroyed people, animals, and plants. The hail also broke all the trees in the fields. This, the only place that did not get hail, was the land of Goshen, where the Israelites lived. Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron and told them, This time I have sinned. The Lord is right. And I and my people are wrong. We have had enough of this hail and thunder. Ask the Lord to stop the storm and I will let you go. You don't have to stay here. Moses told Pharaoh, When I leave the city, I will lift my hands in, in prayer to the Lord, and the thunder and hail will stop. Then you will know that the Lord is in this hand. But I know that you and your officials don't really fear and respect the Lord yet. The flax had already developed its seeds, and the barley was already blooming. So these plants were destroyed, but wheat and spelt ripened later than the other greens. So these plants were not destroyed. Let's read that again. The flax had already developed. The flax had already developed the seeds and the barley was already blooming. So these plants were destroyed, but wheat and spelt ripened later than the other grains. But wheat and spelt ripened later than the other grains. So these plants were not destroyed. Moses left Pharaoh and went outside the city. He lifted his hands in, the pray in prayer to the Lord. And the thunder and hail stopped. And then even the rain stopped. When Pharaoh saw that the rain, hail, and thunder had stopped, he again did wrong. He and his officials became stubborn again. Pharaoh refused to let the Israelites go free, just as the Lord had said through Moses. Bro, this guy, this, this guy's a menace. He's a menace. This guy, Pharaoh, is ridiculous. The Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh. Go to Pharaoh now. I have made him and his officials stubborn. I did this so that I could show them my powerful miracles. I also did this so that you could tell your grandchildren and children about the miracles and other wonderful things that I have done in Egypt. Then all of you will know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. They told him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says, How long will you refuse to obey me? Let my people go worship me. If you refuse to let my people go, then tomorrow I will bring locusts into your country. The locusts will cover the land. There will be so many locusts that you will not be able to see the ground. Anything that was left from the hailstorm will be eaten by the locusts. The locusts will eat all the leaves from every tree in the field. They will fill all your houses and all your officials' houses and all the houses in Egypt. There will be more locusts than your fathers or your grandfathers have ever seen. There will be more locusts than there have ever been since people began in Egypt since people began living in Egypt. Then Moses turned and left Pharaoh. Then the officials asked Pharaoh, how long will we be trapped by these people? Let the men go to worship, their, worship the Lord, their God. If you don't let them go, before you know it, Egypt will be destroyed. So Pharaoh told his officials to bring Moses and Aaron back to him. Pharaoh said to them, Go and worship your Lord, the God. But tell me 
just who is going. Moses answered, all of our people, young and old, will go. And we will take our sons and daughters and our sheep and cattle with us. We will all go because the Lord's festival is for all of us. Pharaoh said to them, the Lord really will have to be with you before I let you and all of your children leave Egypt. Look, you are planning something evil. The men can go worship the Lord. That is what you asked for in the beginning. But all of your people cannot go. Then Pharaoh sent Moses and Aaron away. The Lord told Moses, raise your hand over the land of Egypt and the locusts will come. Uh-oh. They will spread all over the land of Egypt and will eat the plants that the hail did not destroy. So Moses raised his walking stick over the land of Egypt and the Lord caused the strong wind to blow from the east. The wind blew all that day and night. When morning came, the wind had brought the locusts to the land of Egypt. The locusts flew into the country of Egypt and landed on the ground. There were more locusts than there had ever been in Egypt. And there will never be that many locusts again. They covered the ground and the whole country became dark. The locusts ate every plant on the ground and all the fruits in the trees that the hail had not destroyed. There were no leaves left on any of the trees or plants anywhere in Egypt. Pharaoh quickly called for Moses and Aaron in it. Pharaoh said, I have sinned against your Lord, the God against you. Let's read that again. Pharaoh quickly called for Moses and Aaron. Pharaoh said, I have sinned against the Lord, your God, and against you. Now forgive me for my sins this time. Ask the Lord to remove this death, this death from me. Moses left. Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. So the Lord changed the wind. He made a very strong wind blow from the west. And it blew the locusts out of Egypt and into the Red Sea. Not one locust was left in Egypt. But the Lord caused Pharaoh to be stubborn again. And Pharaoh did not let the Israelites go. Oh my God. Guys, let's take a pause. Let's take a second here. Like, can we talk about how ridiculous Pharaoh is? Guys, leave in the comments. Or you can comment on Podbean. Or you can message me on Instagram. But guys, come on. Like, what are, yo, what are your thoughts on Pharaoh? Would you have given him right away of you? Or would you have been stubborn enough to go against the almighty Lord? The almighty God. Like, this guy really got some cojones. He got some both. This guy, Pharaoh, huh? I see why he's the king of, king of Egypt now. Because, man, this guy is... This guy's on, I thought I was stubborn. This guy's on a different level of stubborn, man. And he's going against the almighty powerful God. After he sent locusts. After he sent lice. After he caused a disease to their animals. Like, come on, bro. Are you serious? Then the Lord told Moses, raise your hand into the air. And darkness will cover Egypt. It will be so dark you can feel it. So Moses raised his hand into the air and a cloud of darkness covered Egypt. The darkness stayed in Egypt for three days. None of the people could see each other and no one got up to go to any place for three days. But there was light in all the places where the Israelites lived. Again, Pharaoh called. For Moses, he said, go and worship the Lord. You can take your children with you, but you must leave your sheep and cattle here. 
Moses said, no, we will take them all. In fact, you will give us offerings and sacrifices for us to use in worshiping the Lord our God. Oh, Moses is tired of it. Moses is tired of them. Yes, we will take all our animals with us to worship the Lord our God. Not one hoof will be left behind. We don't know yet exactly what we will need to worship the Lord. We will learn that only when we get there. The Lord made Pharaoh stubborn again, so he refused to let them go. Then Pharaoh told Moses, get out of here. I don't want you to come here again. The next time you come to see me, you're dead. Then Moses told Pharaoh, you are right about one thing. I will not come to see you again. Oh, Moses is tired of it. Moses is tired of it. Moses is not playing. Moses is not playing anymore with Pharaoh. We'll read, uh, we'll read one more. Then the Lord told Moses, I have one more disaster to bring against Pharaoh and Egypt. After this, he will ask you to leave Egypt. In fact, he will force you to leave this country. You must give this message to the Israelites, men and women. You must ask your neighbors to give you things made of silver and gold. The Lord caused the Egyptians to be kind to the Israelites. The Egyptians, even Pharaoh's own officials, already considered Moses to be a great man. Moses said to the king, The Lord says, At midnight tonight I will go through Egypt and every firstborn son in Egypt will die. From the firstborn son of Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, to the firstborn son of the slave girl grinding grain, even the firstborn animals will die. The crying in Egypt will be worse than at any time in the past or any time in the future. But none of the Israelites or their animals will be hurt. Not even a dog will bark at them. Then you will know that the Lord has treated Israel differently from Egypt. All these officials of yours will come down and bow to me. They will say, leave and take all your people with you. Only then will I leave. Then in anger, Moses left the meeting with Pharaoh. Moses is not playing no more. Moses is not playing. Then the Lord told Moses, the reason Pharaoh did not listen to you is so that I could show my great power in Egypt. That is why Moses and Aaron did all these great miracles in front of Pharaoh. And that is why the Lord made Pharaoh so stubborn that he would not let the Israelites leave his country. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Here we go. Last one. While Moses and Aaron were still in Egypt, the Lord spoke the Lord spoke to them. He said, This month will be the first month of the year for you. This command is for the whole community of Israel. On the tenth day of this month, each man must get one lamb for the people in his house. If there are not enough people in his house to eat a whole lamb, then he should invite some of the neighbors to share his meal. There must be enough lamb for everyone to eat. The lamb must be a one-year-old male, and it must be completely healthy. This animal can be either a young sheep or a young goat. You should watch over the animal until the 14th day of the month. On that day, all the people of the community of Israel must kill these animals just before dark. You must collect, collect the blood from these animals and put it on the top and sides of the door frame of every house where the people eat this meal. On this night, you must roast the lamb and eat all the meat. You must also eat bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. 
You must not eat the lamb raw or boiled in water. You must roast the whole lamb over a fire. The lamb must still have its head, legs, and inner parts. You must eat all the meat that night. If any of the meat is left until morning, you must burn it in the fire. When you eat the meal, you must be fully dressed and ready to travel. You must have your sandals on your feet and your walking stick in your hand. You must eat in a hurry because this is the Lord's Passover. Tonight I will go through Egypt and kill every firstborn man and animal in Egypt. In this way I will judge all the gods of Egypt and show them that I am the Lord. But the blood on your houses will be a special sign. When I see the blood, I will pass over your house. I will cause bad things to happen to the people of Egypt, but none of these bad diseases will hurt you. You will always remember tonight, it will be a special festival for you. Your descendants will honor the Lord with this festival forever. For this festival, you will eat bread made without yeast for seven days. On the first day, you will remove all the yeast from your houses. No one should eat any yeast for the full seven days of this festival. Anyone who eats yeast must be separated from the rest of Israel. There will be a holy, there will be holy assemblies on the first day and on the last day of the festival. You must not do any work on these days. The only work you can do is preparing the food for your meals, for your meals. You must remember the festival of unleavened bread. Because on this day I took all of your people out of Egypt in groups. All of your descendants must remember this day. This is a law that I that will last forever. So on the evening of the fifth of the fourteenth day of the first month, you will begin eating bread without yeast. You will eat this bread until the evening of the twenty-first day of the same month. For seven days, there must be not there must not be any yeasts, any yeast in your houses. Anyone, either a citizen, or Anyone, either a citizen of Israel or a foreigner living among you, who eats yeast at this time must be separated from the rest of Israel. During this festival, you must not eat any yeast. You must eat bread without yeast wherever you live. So Moses called all the elders together and told them, Get the lambs for your family. Kill the lambs for the Passover. Take... Take bunches of hyssop and dip them in the bowls filled with blood. Paint the blood on the sides and top of each doorframe. No one must leave their house until morning. At the time, at the time the Lord goes to Egypt to kill, to kill the firstborn, he will see the blood on the sides and top of each door frame. Then he will protect that house and not let the destroyer come into any of your houses and hurt you. You must remember this command. This law is for you and your descendants forever. You must remember to do this even when you go to the land the Lord is giving you. When your children ask you, why are, you, why are we doing this ceremony? You will say, this Passover is to honor the Lord. Because when we were in Egypt, he passed over the houses of Israel. He killed the Egyptians, but he saved the people in our houses. Then the people bowed down and worshiped the Lord. The Lord had given this command to Moses and Aaron. So the Israelites did what the Lord commanded. At midnight... The Lord killed all the firstborn sons in Egypt. From the firstborn son of Pharaoh, who ruled Egypt, 
to the firstborn son of the prisoners sitting in jail. Also, all the firstborn animals died. That night, someone died in every house in Egypt. Pharaoh, his officials, and all the people of Egypt began to cry loudly. So that night, Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, Get up and leave my people. You and your people can do as you say. Go and worship the Lord. Take all of your sheep and cattle with you, just as you said you would. Go and say a blessing for me too. The people of Egypt also asked them to hurry and leave. They said, if you don't leave, we will all die. The Israelites did not have time to put the yeast in their bread. They just wrapped the bowls of dough with cloth and carried them on their shoulders. Then the Israelites did what Moses asked them to do. They went to their Egyptian neighbors and asked for clothing and things made from silver and gold. The Lord caused the Egyptians to be kind to the Israelites. So the Egyptians gave their riches to the Israelites. The Israelites traveled from Ramses to Sakoth. There were about 600,000 men, not counting the small boys. A great number of people who were not Israelites went with them, along with many sheep, cattle, and other livestock. The people did not have time to put yeast in their breads or make any special food for their journey. So they had to bake their breads without yeast. The Israelites had lived in Egypt for 430 years. After 430 years to the very day, all the armies of the Lord left Egypt. The night they left, the Lord watched over them to bring them safely out of Egypt. So the Israelites will always celebrate this night each year to remember what the Lord did. The Lord told Moses and Aaron, These are the rules for Passover. No foreigner is allowed to eat the Passover meal. A foreigner who is only a hired worker or is only staying in your country is not allowed to eat the meal. But if someone buys a slave and circumcises him, then the slave can eat the Passover meal. Each family must not eat the meal in one house. None of the food is to be taking is to be taken outside the house. Don't break any of the lamb's bones. The whole community of Israel must do this ceremony. If a foreigner living among you wants to share in the Lord's Passover, he must be circumcised. Then he can share in the meal like any other citizen of the of Israel. But a man who is not circumcised cannot eat the per, cannot eat the Passover meal. The same rules are for everyone. It doesn't matter if they are citizens or foreigners living among you. So all the Israelites obeyed the commands that the Lord gave to Moses and Aaron. On the same day, the Lord led all of the Israelites out of the country of Egypt, the people left in groups. And that is the conclusion of the Bible talk, the Bible segment of Exodus 12. We're now in Exodus 13, and we'll continue Exodus 13 tomorrow, the holy day, or later today. Later today, guys. Literally later today. I will put out another episode later today. You know, we'll go over game twos of the ALDS. And we'll get into some more Bible talk. You know, we'll talk about some other stuff too. Maybe I'll get some callers. Maybe, uh, oh, the football game is tomorrow. So, no, I'll talk about football on, on Monday. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it Monday. Get busy with it. Get jiggy with it. And, um, you know, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Just 
keep dropping content, man. Keep dropping content. And, uh, you know, keep people tuning in, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 23 of Sports with Jesus. I'll catch you guys in episode 24, guys. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. And uh, you guys stay cool, all right? You guys take it easy. And uh, just just love. Just, just love, man. Show love. Spread love. That's, that's how it's done, all right, guys? Let's care for one another. All right, take it easy, guys.